another episode of Paranormal, the New Normal. I'm your host, as, Jer- as always, Jeremy, trying to bring some normalcy into this world, which doesn't happen often, especially with me. So, my guest, though, another pod match find tonight, which I love pod match, but it gives me such interesting guests and it makes every episode amazing. You're not a sponsor yet, but you could be. Just saying. My guest tonight, though, is Demi Wild. And he is the CEO of Wild Heart Media. And he, like myself, is a multi podcaster. And we'll get into all these in a minute, but, or in a few minutes, but he is a host of A Cosmic Journey with Demi and Jay, hashtag hookup horror stories, and Tarot Love Doctors, which I am thoroughly interested in all three of these podcasts and what they're about. <laughs> so we will have fun discussing those. But first things first, how are you doing tonight? I am fantastic. I just got off of work. I'm excited to be here and talk about some weird, creepy shit with you. Well, then you are in the right place because paranormal is weird, creepy shit, and I love it. That's my favorite thing in the entire world. So, yes, I love it, and I cannot wait to keep talking about it. But first things first, what this is the first question I just in every show. What got you into the paranormal, supernatural, spiritual world, whatever you want to call it? Um, well, honestly, I've been into it my entire life. You can ask my mother. I was super into like, I can remember back to like being like 12 years old or 13 years old and um, be like being in Borders Bookstore. You remember Borders Bookstore? <laughs> that I had a I. I had a Walden books, but yeah, I, I knew what Borders, I knew what Borders was back then. Yeah. So I was like, you know, that weird, like 11, 12 year old kid who would just like be sitting there like in the witchcraft section and like reading about ghost stories and stuff. I've always loved a ghost story. I've always been um, terrified of a lot of things. And so I always was just like super into like this weird, dark part of the world. And it's a really cool thing to be into, I think. It is. It is. I love this world, and I have since I was a amateur school kid as well. And it's just something that always appealed to me because I always felt like there's more of this world that we don't know about, and we should know about it because we're living with it. Percent. Yes, one hundred thousand percent. Like, there's got to be more of the world because, like, number one, I'm I'm a pretty spiritual person, so like, I'm really like into astrology. I'm really into like you know synchronicities, angel numbers, all that stuff too. I'm into that stuff. Um, so I believe that like, you know, there has to be something else because there's certain things in this world that we just can't explain. And we'll get into a lot of the stories that I have, but, but definitely, um, definitely there's more to the world that meets the eye. Well, exactly. And since you said that, well, this, this show is initially just about people who experience stuff. So if you have experiences, I love to hear them. Like, that's why I started this show. I've got a few. Um, I, well, number one, I'll tell you my ghost story. So like I, (laughs) me and my friends used to be into like ghost hunting. So um, I grew up in like Riverside, California, which is like, if you guys don't know, that's like the Inland Empire from like like Los Angeles. It's very hot. It's not a whole lot to do. A lot of suburban areas, Um, but a lot of like really interesting, creepy areas too, to like, like go and hang out and like, you know, find one of my favorite, um, we used to just get high in like cemeteries when we were in high school. <laughs> just smoke weed in this one particular cemetery. I don't remember what it's called, but um, we used to like just go and like smoke weed in the cemetery and hang out on the statue of like Jesus. So like very much that Love vibe. It. Um, and so me, my friend Brittany, and my friend Ziggy we were all kind of hanging out at my house one night and we were talking about ghost stories and stuff. And, um, she, my, my friend Brittany suggested that we go ghost hunting. So I was like, yeah, sure. Let's go. We're, we got nothing else better to do. Let's, let's go figure this out. Um, so we went on the internet and we Googled a place to like actually go. And we found a few places around the area that like seemed pretty cool. But there was one in particular that really like caught our eye. Um, this is a place called Hillside Cemetery in Redlands, California. So it's a little bit of a drive for us from Riverside. But um, 
we're just like, hey, let's check it out. So like the website that we were looking on actually suggested that the, a lot of like satanic worshipers had like been to the cemetery and like there had been bodies like kind of dug up. There had been people going missing in the nearby hills. Um, it was kind of a, a weird place to kind of be, like, like, okay, we got to check this place out. And so we finally like, we went, we scouted during the day first. So we went one time during the day. I brought a pendulum with me. Um, I didn't really get any like messages on the pendulum or anything. Um, but um, we did wander around and we like kind of saw the, the, the landscape of everything and like um, came back later on that night. So we come up to the gates at nighttime and immediately like the gates have like these two giant like columns on like the very entrance of it and walking up like with our like headlights up there it just looked ominous it just it just did not look right um there we just had like a weird vibe all around and so um we'd gone up and we had tried to climb the wall that was on the right side of it but we couldn't get over it because it was quite tall and the gates that, that were to the front of us were like way too tall. So like we had to go around like, well, let's just check the back and see if there's another way in. So we went around the back of the cemetery and we parked our car up on the right hand side. And there was like kind of like a, like a low gate, you know, like one of the, like a horse gate almost. Yeah. Um, and so we were like, Hey, well, this seems perfect. We can hop that easily. My friend Ziggy was in the back. He was like getting the camera ready. Um, I was in the front seat on, and the drivers, I was driving and my friend Brittany was in the passenger seat and Ziggy's in the back and he's like fiddling with the camera. And Brittany and I are just like, kind of like looking out the window and all of a sudden we see like this weird amorphous like mist <laughs> kind of appearing. And it was, it seemed to be getting bigger. And we were like, I was like, Brittany, do you, do you see that? And she goes, yeah, what is that? And then it started like kind of walking it or more like just floating towards us. Cause it was like this weird mist. So strange. We thought it was like a light, but it didn't seem to like be giving off any light. So we're like, we couldn't tell if it was a person or like what was going on. And it gets like basically to the gate. And we realize like this thing has no shape and it's like coming towards us. <laughs> and so I, I was like Brittany what the fuck is that we gotta go and so I don't think I've peeled out driving so fast I Im I immediately went just like just like pedal to the floor like gotta get the fuck out of here um my friend Ziggy in the back he's screaming the whole time and he goes what 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 he didn't even see it but <laughs> We fucking peel out so fast, adrenaline running. Brittany and I are just like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck was that? It was the craziest thing I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And I have a, a, a witness with me that saw it as well. We, to the life of me, I don't think either of us could explain what it was. Obviously, it was some sort of spirit. I don't know what scared us the most was that it was heading right towards us. So we didn't know what was going to happen if it like came to us, you know? Yeah, of course not. <laughs> it was yeah. crazy. I mean, I've seen Stephen King's The Mist enough times to not want to mess with that because you don't know what's in a mist ever. So when it, if you see a, a mist <laughs> coming towards you of any kind, run. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, unless it's just a pure natural one, of course, but you can see what's in that. There's, You can see through that usually to some degree. If it's a supernatural mist where you can't see anything, it's like, yeah, I'm you hightail it out of there unless you want something bad happening to you, most likely. Yeah. So. And I think the, the strangest thing about it was the like legends that we were like hearing beforehand, you know, like people's accounts of like, you know, satanic worshipers in this cemetery. And like, I will say the cemetery is quite large and very strange looking. Like it's it's very old. Um but also like just i don't know the big people with money did this you know <laughs> yeah, obviously obviously 
Yeah, but it was also very old. So it's like old, old money. I don't know. It was a very strange, strange place, I think. And the another interesting fact is like, if you look at the map of like Redlands and like the surrounding Inland Empire cities and stuff, Redlands is like smack dab in the middle of like a pentagram of cities. Like mm. you could like map it out on a on a map like a star. <laughs> it's I mean it's, lifestyles of the rich and famous in California have led to some interesting roads before. So I could see the rich and famous being into satanic stuff because that's definitely happened before. I mean the whole Bohemian Grove Redlands like, are famous out there. <laughs> yeah. People are people are people out there. So like even weirder, like if if people don't know what you're if, if people are like not interested in what you do, then you yeah. can like be in like secret and like be doing even weirder shit, you know? Exactly, exactly. And yeah, I mean, I could the rich have money to do things and they get into weird stuff because they get bored of the usual stuff. So I could see some strange things happening out there and so are you, were you always interested in like a cult type stuff like that? I mean, I've always been myself, like the idea of being in a satanic cult, like when I was in high school was like a dream, but <laughs> as I got older, I smartened up and I'm like, yeah, maybe not a dream, but definitely be interesting. Not a good idea. <laughs> I mean, there is something like very um, alluring about um, having all your needs met, you know? God, yes. <laughs> I think that's why people are so interested in like socialism, socialism these days. Like, <laughs> you know, obviously there's things that aren't being addressed, and and you know, it's it's romantic to think that this community can take care of you in such a way. But that being said, um, also realizing that that cult like mentality is so toxic, like things can go wrong very quickly. Yeah, it can. And I mean, <laughs> we've all seen too many movies to believe that everything has to do with the occult. This is not, you don't get what you want without paying the price. That's just the way it goes. One and of my favorite podcasts actually is, uh, sounds like a cult. I listen to it all the time. Um, they just did an episode <laughs> on the cult of RuPaul's Drag Race, which is a very interesting episode. Um, but yeah, it's all about cults. It's all about like... Um, What's that one? Uh, I, I've seen the Nexium doc documentary on on HBO, but um, there's that one in like the '90s with like the suicide, like the, all the suicides. Not to laugh at suicides, but I I, I find <laughs> how people can come to these realizations and think that okay, yeah, like I, it, the whole process is very interesting. Yeah, it is. I mean. It's it's got a, it, the occult has an interesting history in the world. I mean, going back to ancient Greeks, ancient Romans, like they all there were cults back then, like crazy, and they all did different stuff to appease different gods and whatnot. It was all yeah very shadowy, and there were shadow organizations back then as well as there is today, supposedly, which I do believe there are. But so a hundred percent, it just the world uh, world is a weird, creepy place, and there are things out there that will, the nor the norms will never understand and. We don't look into it too deep because we don't want to pay the price for it. <laughs> so, I mean, we all heard the story of famous rock legends and whatnot who try to sell their soul in order to get fame and how badly they all ended up having it. So, yeah, 100%. So, any other experiences you've had? Um, yeah. Before I get into that stuff, um, I wanted to just, like, mention or, like, circle back. So, like, I think... By to answer your first question, I think was um, what got you into like paranormal stuff. Um, I I've always been that I've always been that way, but um, to take it into like like the public like this because it's always been like a very like not a secret, but like you know it's not something you bring up at like a dinner table <laughs> with your family. Yeah, normal. Usually, at least. <laughs> Usually, unless your family's like super cool, like like mine was. Um, but my yeah. other half of the family if I mentioned this, it's like, are you okay? Um, but I think like what brought me like into seeing the light, I guess, was um, my friend, uh, my friend, John, or Jay, I should say, sorry. Um, so he, he and I always talked about like a lot of like this stuff because of like some of the experiences that we've had. 
and like some of the things that like we believe because he's like an ex-preacher um so we we have a very like spiritual connection and stuff so like bringing all of our interests and stuff like we created this this other podcast a cosmic journey which is basically kind of like weird news and like pop culture so we'd like find like stuff that's happening today that you know in like science tech spirituality um paranormal stuff every so often like we would talk about this stuff like all the time it's like let's just make a show about this um so yeah like it like i think like hiding it was like a kind of a big thing for a little for a lot of people and especially early on for me like i just didn't know where to where to outlet it you know this interest exactly i mean and that's the best way to do it is to start a podcast about something you love and because podcasting as i've been told and as i believe is a labor of love mm-hmm. you rare you rarely will make money off podcasting until you get huge which could take years upon years so yeah i mean it's a labor of love you're doing it because it's something you love talking about and you want to do it yeah but so sid you had another experience my curiosity is killing me okay so i have two more stories um so one i'll let you choose so i have um uh, a synchronicity um perhaps um a visitation or a um a reptilian story oh 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 of all the choices you give me that's the three-way i gotta choose between um well it's two it's it's a synchronicity story slash like a visiting um or a reptilian story all right we'll save the reptilian story for last because that's always Reptilians are always a fun topic, but I love synchronization and I love visitation. So we'll go with that first. Okay. So this is what I think solidified a lot of like my adult beliefs that there's more to the world than there really is. Um, so I was uh, going through a pretty bad breakup back in 2016. Um, I was heartbroken. I was very emotionally like not not well i was drinking a lot having a lot of problems and also on top of that going through a bad breakup um so i decided i'm like i need help i need to like get out of here i basically need to like go someplace and start over and so um i had basically packed up all my things and i had um bought a plane ticket even to go to Sacramento, where I was going to live for the next like couple years. And so, but I had so much stuff because I had like basically lived like the last like six years of my life, like in this place. Now I have to like pack up my entire life and bring it, bring it to another place. So I had all these totes of things. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna like get this there because I'm going on a plane, you know? Um, so, I had um, got a phone call that week. So I bought my plane ticket for like that Saturday. I got a phone call from a friend of mine that I hadn't even spoken to or heard from in like years. And he asked me like, "How, how am I doing and everything? I'm like, oh, you know, not great. I'm like leaving. He goes, oh, um, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm going back to like, you know, Riverside. Like, and I was like, what, <laughs> where are you? He goes, I'm in Seattle. I'm like, I am too. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? <laughs> he goes, yeah, like I'm moving back to Riverside like on Saturday. And I go, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> How on earth are you going on Saturday? I'm, I'm going back, I'm going to Sacramento on Saturday. And, you know, come to find out he, so whatever happened, like, you know, we had both like synced up into going into the same direction. My grandmother was actually passing away at the time. So I asked him, I was like, well, how are you getting there? I'm like, I bought a plane ticket. And he goes, well, I already rented a a (laughs) U-Haul. I was like, what in the fuck? (laughs) How did, th- how did this happen? You know? 
So the way it worked out was I would drive and drop my stuff off at my new place in Sacramento and then continue down to Riverside to go visit my grandmother who was passing away and then just come back up later. So I was in such a, like a, a need or a, a state that I like, I literally needed help and somehow the exact thing that I needed, like just manifested. <laughs> Life not works only, that way sometimes. Not only that, but by the time I had gotten back to Sacramento, I'd been there for like maybe a week or so. My grandma had actually passed away by this point. And I got a phone call from my, um, from my mom and said, grandma's gone. I was like, okay, like I, we knew this was coming. She had cancer. It wasn't like, you know, out of, out of left field, but I was like, okay, great. I'm in Sacramento. It's, you know, everything's cool. Went to bed that night, uh, had probably the most vivid dream I've ever had. And I've had, I've had vivid dreams before. And I, I do have vivid dreams. But this was something very strange. It was like almost cartoony, but it felt real. And I was all of a sudden in my grandmother's kind of like, you know, old folks park. Yeah. And I was walking with her. And I was like, Grandma. I was also very aware of like what was happening in, in this dream, which was a very weird thing. It was like almost like a lucid dream. I was very kind of like, I am in control here. Um, which I don't have lucid dreams very often. I, yeah, I don't think I've ever actually had a lucid dream. I don't think, I think I've maybe had one in my entire life. Um, but this in particular, I don't consider it a lucid dream because this didn't feel like a dream. It was my grandma had come back that night to like say goodbye one final time to me. So we're walking through her park and we're talking and, you know, I, I got a chance to tell her, my grandma, like you were one of my best friends. I, I love you. I adore you. And, um, then she said, okay, like we had gotten to like the end of this path and she goes, okay, well, I gotta go now. And it was just a giant bright light a giant bright light in front of me. She goes, I've got to go. She gives me a kiss and she walks through and immediately I wake up. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Like what, what just happened? That was crazy. Like it, I've never experienced anything like that before in my entire life. Yeah. I, I mean, actually, that's kind of similar to what my brother happened to him after our father died back in 17. Like, like my dad would, he had heart issues and he always had a heart, like he was already, he'd breathe heavy if he did anything physical, like beyond a basic stroll. Yeah. And after he passed, my brother had a dream where he saw my father walking up a hill and he was running up to him like, dad, like, are you okay? Like, stop. You're going to make yourself start going again. And my dad just like looked back and smiled at him and like picked up his pace and walked faster. And like my, my brother believed it was basically his way of saying like, everything's good now. I'm where I'm where I'm, I'm in a happy place. Everything's good. Like I have no issues anymore. I could walk as much as I want. I could run and I'm not gonna have any issues. So, I mean, I, these dreams definitely happen. I am not one to dream basically ever. If I do, I don't remember it. And I mean, I used to when I was younger, like premonitions like crazy in my dreams when I was younger, just of the stupidest stuff, like conversations at school the next, like five weeks later, like a conversation that would happen five weeks down the road. I'd have a dream about it. And you just hear this conversation happening near me. And I'd be like, that sounds familiar. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I did dream about that. And it's like, but nothing of a consequence. I'm like, no today good permission. At, today at work, I was upstairs and I'm like, I'm really craving pasta right now all of a sudden. And I went downstairs to our kind of like um, employee lounge area. Yeah. I, they had pasta, <laughs> which isn't all that unheard of at an Italian kind of grocery store restaurant place, but they don't yeah. have pasta there often. I've only had pasta there once before. Yeah. But so, I mean, 
synchronization. It's, it's, it's amazing. And also like almost like a, it's just a gut feeling you have. It's like, you know, I, yeah, I was craving something, but also like, why was I craving that all of a sudden? Um, things like that will happen, you know, <laughs> like kind of all the time. Oh, they will. I mean, they will. I mean, it's just weird. Like, the way things line up, uh, I mean, happens to my a friend, like they'll call you or something. Yeah, Just like that. I mean, it happens to my my music podcast all the time. Like, me and my co-host will hear, like, we'll be like talking about the guest album, and we'll both like want to say the same thing at the exact same time. It's like, how did that happen? Like, how how we both think of that? Like, it'll be, it'll be like the most obscure thing about the album that we thought of, like the most obscure joke or burn of it. Like, it's just, it's weird. Synchronization's a I've said before in the show, synchronization is a very, very real thing. And it's just so here's weird. A, like, here's it's, a weird thing. So like, sometimes it's like, yeah, like it's like that one thing that just kind of like, oh, weird. Okay. I was just thinking about that. Um, I think either yesterday or the day before I was texting my friend, uh, John and I did it again. Damn it. <laughs> Jay. <laughs> it's okay. The, the podcast is on hiatus. So he's, I don't think he'll be, be mad. He, he doesn't like to go by John. Um, well, there's a lot of Johns in the world, so you yeah, can't exactly. talk about anybody. Um, so I was texting with him, and I texted him like a joke. And he goes, "Oh yeah, so like we'll text each other drag names, <laughs> like drag names that like that we think of." Um, uh, I think the one I came up with with a, was Estelle Em, Estelle <laughs> Em, Estelle Em, um, and so I texted that to him. And he goes, I'm watching a TV show, and the main character's name is Stella, and she's on the screen right now. <laughs> and I was like, what? And uh, she goes, yeah, she's eating popcorn. And I go, I was just eating popcorn too. <laughs> it was like a, it was like a synchronicity that linked up with another synchronicity. <laughs> Basically, I mean, it's just, I it mean, double, the whole double whammy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a dual synchronicity right there. And I mean, all synchronicities do is make, is make me believe more and more, even though I don't want to believe it, that we are living in some kind of matrix. <laughs> like That's all it makes me think of. Yeah. yeah. And we're, I don't want, plugged into, I don't like, want to pod somewhere and, and like we're, we're immersed in goo. I mean, I saw this meme the other day that had, um, it was, I think my friend said it was from Robocop, but I've never seen Robocop, but it was like a picture of like a brain with like eyeballs on it. And it was like all like the, you know, like the nerves, he goes, here's the nervous system, you know, um, of the human. Like, this is, this is what you are. Like, this is what you actually are. The rest is like a meat suit. hundred <laughs> percent. So yeah, I mean, I don't want to believe the matrix theory is real for this world, but there's evidence of it so much that it's just like, uh, there's so many glitches in the matrix. <laughs> yeah, fully. So, but speaking of glitches in the matrix, let's talk about the biggest glitch in the matrix that people talked about for the last 100, 150 years. Yeah. Reptilians. <laughs> okay. I'm, not, I'm afraid of snakes. I do not like snakes. I'm scared of snakes. Same. Same. Um, terrified my stepdad had one at one point and he kept that stupid motherfucker on the floor <laughs> in, a, in a in a tank um and it fucking escaped one day <laughs> so i've always been afraid of snakes but especially after that um all this to say i've i maybe have thought of where i've gotten this fear from uh I was at my grandparents' house when I was very, very young. I, I don't think I have like a full memory. I don't think I, I was like maybe like maybe three or something. I don't have a full memory, but this is like the, kind of like one of the first memories I have. Um, my grandparents at their house, they had kind of like this, uh, almost like a, um, that you see in like a, like a pool outhouse, like the glass, it's kind of like all like, like in like little miniature glasses yes yes like you yes. can't really see through it um but it's kind of just adds a different dimension you know that was that glass was in between my bedroom and the living room 
And so I can see everything in the living room going on. I can see if there were, the TV was on, but I couldn't like see, you know, from far away. Yeah. So my bed was right underneath that thing. And um, I'm in bed, I'm like asleep and I'm, I'm laying down and um, I see kind of like movement from behind that, that, that glass. Yes. And um, I was like, okay, Maybe it's, I, I remember thinking like, you know, it's probably grandma, it's probably grandpa, grandpa going to bed. Um, but I realized that their TV was off. I mean, they were probably already in bed. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, that's strange. Um, and then I see it again. I see it move again. And like it kind of like went like down. Was that? <laughs> so I get up from bed, and my grandparents' house was a very scary place. It was huge, first of all, um, yeah. and second of all, I had a, like the, the floors creaked. We had a giant grandfather clock that was just creepy in the entryway, and they had floor-length mirrors in the dining room. If you're going, if you're walking from the entryway from the kids' bedroom to the entryway to the dining room to the living room. It's like the circle thing. Um, and so I walk out of my room, I look down the hall, and I go down towards the entry, entryway, and I look down there, I see in the mirror another movement. I was like, the hell? I get up and I you know, walk out of the entryway down into the dining room and I looked to the left in the living room, there was a giant like brown tail that had like scales on it. Ooh. And it wasn't like a snake. Like it was too yeah. fat to be a snake. It was like the size of like my foot. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And I just run back into bed, slam the door, put the covers over my head, and don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> this image had always been, I'd always like forgotten about it. I'd always like, you know, it was probably a dream or whatever. You know, you were very young. Um, but it's always just been in like the back of my mind. Like I had never I don't know what it was. It it wasn't human. It was, and then it was at my grandparents' house. Like my grandparents can't, like, do they know what's going on in their house? I don't, I have no idea what it was. It very well could have been a, a dream, but it was, it's like been one of my like core memories, like my entire life. And I have and no idea. And like, how old were you when this happened? Just out of curiosity. It must have been like three or four. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I'm not going to say you didn't see what you saw because California has always been a hotspot for uh, reptilian sightings. So, yeah. and I mean, what was it doing in my grandparents' house? Like, <laughs> that's what was weird. And like, to see what I saw, it was like, I always just try to like push it, push it away. Like I, I have no idea what that is. Like you, you can't explain it. Maybe you were just young. Maybe you were just dreaming something weird, or maybe you saw a dog, like one of their dogs or something, but the dogs always slept outside. So I, it never made sense. Yeah. All right. Well, here's the weird thing. When I was a kid and this may have been around the time Jurassic Park came out, I don't honestly remember, but I used to have dreams all the time that I'd be running through my house, hiding from a T-Rex, trying to like find me by looking in the windows and stuff. And I have like, I have an un uncontrollable fear of anything reptiles. I mean, I love like ig iguanas and you know like small lizards, yeah. but I've been at Universal Studios. I will. I refuse to go on the Jurassic Park ride. I refuse. I am terrified of those things. Oh, it's a it's a fun ride. And it's, I mean, once you're older, you kind of just tell it's fake. But I'm on, the, 
one time as a kid. I went on there one time as a kid. I freaked the fuck out. I I, I nearly ducked out because at the very end when the dinosaur comes through the very top, I the T Rex. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. Uh huh. Anxiety central. Yeah, I mean, I I don't feel the same way about. I mean, I don't like snakes at all, and I don't like. Like I ain't gonna go try to mess with an alligator or a crocodile or anything like that because I mean I'm not stupid, but yeah. <laughs> but I mean I, yeah I had we had no always just pets we were kids my brother had a leopard gecko so I mean small lizards don't bother me I'll go to a zoo now and I I have no problem going in the reptile house and with my kids and looking at like them in cages but I still always have this creepy feeling like what if they get out of the cage yeah <laughs> like like that like that scene like that scene in the first harry potter movie where the snake comes out of the cage like freaked me out for a long time it's almost like that feeling of like when you're at the very top of a very tall building and it's like what if i just jump <laughs> i know exactly i mean it's like it's like the one ifs of life that make, that make you the most what if i fell like <laughs> it's what ifs that, that's what scares you in life just dark thought you know <laughs> exactly exactly so we talked about the cosmic story the cosmic journey podcast a little bit yeah i kind of want to hear what tarot love doctors is about because i've had tarot card readings done on my show before and i know a little bit about tarot but i've never been that much into it where i actually like studied it or try to do it but yeah what do you guys do in that show um, so, um, I, re I read tarot. Um, my, my friend Emanuela also does as well. And she has a YouTube channel, Emanuela Rose. Um, I have a YouTube channel as well. So we, we kind of came together and we decided to try to, um, create this kind of like love advice tarot podcast. So, um, we had like, basically what we would do is we would pull, um, like ask me questions from reddit or whatever and um or like like you know what are they called stuff on reddit we would pull like love advice questions from reddit we'd answer yeah. them on the show and then we'd also take like celebrity um relationships and stuff and do our like own like tarot predictions on like how they would end or not you know so it kind of became this combination of like love tarot reading and like love advice or like relationship advice yeah and so um you know it's just it's very uncensored it's very like interesting we covered um like the johnny depp and amber heard story and we like did i was gonna ask that you know, i was gonna we, ask like, that we did that because that was a big thing at, at the time um that's on hiatus um uh she's having a lovely time in Greece right now. And I'm just focusing on hookup horror stories. So that's, that's pretty much where that's at. There are a few episodes you can, you can stream. I, I think there's like 75 episodes of a cosmic journey though. So like, there's plenty to like, you know, go back and like listen to um, on, on that one. Um, I think we have a bunch of stuff on, on Tara Love Doctor, Tara Love Doctors on YouTube as well. Um, so you can find clips, you can find like, the full episodes and everything too. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of, both shows are a lot of fun. It's it's very fun, colorful, and informing. Sounds like it, and it sounds interesting. I made to check some of those out on YouTube, definitely. Yeah. But, and I saved the one I wanted to hear about the best for last, because I love a show, I love a podcast called Let's Not Meet. Let's Not Meet? Know. What is that? It's called Let's Not Meet. It's done by Andrew something. It's he does a show called Let's Not Meet, and he does a show called Odd Trails. Odd Trails is like the paranormal version of his show, and he does a show called Let's Not Meet, and it's all... Let's Not Meet is real-life horror stories. Oh, okay. Like, so, I have a feeling that hookup horror stories is kind of the same thing, but I want to hear, like, what you your perspective on what your show is before I judge it. Okay, um, well... I'll go back to the very beginning because it, it's the show itself has been a labor of love for a long time. And it's kind of gone through a couple of different evolutions. Um, so originally it was a, it was, I had a co-host for it and we had, she was a virgin and um, I've just been a slut my entire life. So um, <laughs> um, I think I just scared her a whole lot. <laughs> 
but um we we did like one episode together um and you know that was a lot of fun but um uh i we i shelved it for a while after that and um so i was like cool like whatever i decided to bring it back down like maybe a year later and during the pandemic and i kind of started kind of if you think about like old-timey radio shows uh, you know they yeah. silent like silent stories basically so it's basically that um but mixed in with like sound effects so it's like like animated like the whole the whole thing um a lot of editing a lot of uh for a 10 minute episode it was probably like a good eight hours of editing um so i i don't have those files unfortunately i wish i had kept them um i basically just scrapped scrapped the whole idea anyways and just said you know what nope can't can't do this um again i found myself with a little too much time and uh decided you know what this is my my thing so i'm gonna like write a blog basically so i'm gonna write a blog about my stories about all my horrible hookup stories sex and dating um so just like just ridiculous stuff that's happened to me like <laughs> the one time i had um uh did mushrooms and i decided to uh find myself with a dildo in, in my shower i'm sorry if this is a little too graphic for some people but i am i'm awesome. gay um but uh i decided to masturbate in my bathroom and um some my 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 drain clogged <laughs> and i didn't realize it and a whole lot of just Poo water had like kind of started to form at my feet while I'm on mushrooms and I'm like laughing hysterically at like what's happening to me. <laughs> so I've told that story the time I like accidentally slept with my ex's uncle, um, <laughs> losing my virginity, all this stuff, like, like this ridiculous stuff that's happened to me. Um, and I decided to just turn it into a podcast, interview other people about their hookup horror stories. So it's gone through a lot, like it's gone through a few evolutions. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm currently recording season two. Um, I have a couple of interviews already done. I got to edit them, and, and I'm not sure about when they're going to be released just yet, but pretty soon. Um, yeah, basically just talk about everything that happens, and you know, sex and. and spilling the tea on sex and dating so i'm not the only one that has these stories other people have have stories i do, oh. do episodes every so often like i just recently you're not one. you're not the only one trust me yeah <laughs> you know, I, I i could give a bunch so yeah yeah 100 i would come on let's talk about it um i'm down but but uh yeah so i you know i also do a solo episode every now and then too and, and talk about it either like a a general idea or I'll talk about something specific that happened to me. Like I just recently did an episode about monkeypox. I had monkeypox a couple weeks ago. So that was, oh. that was a good time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, I so, can imagine it, but yeah. Yeah. But it's a fun show. It's, it's like, you know, it's informative. It has, it has some like, kind of like, I also want to talk about like serious stuff every once in a while, you know, I interview sex workers, um, you know, talk about like, you know, sex as an actual like, like topic, like a like a. Like a I don't know. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> I, I get what you mean, and and, it, and if you're ever interested, I actually couple, I actually know two or three unfiltered stars who probably wouldn't mind making a guest appearance. But. Absolutely, send them my way. But I mean, yeah, they're they're interesting, and they they're I've done multiple podcasts with two of them, and I, the third one's coming on my other show next month, and. They're fun people to be around, so I yeah. definitely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I need I need I more mean, like I need more hetero people on the show. I have a lot of women and I have a lot of gay guys, but I need some like hetero dudes. My my friend Andrew came on and he he was he was really good. He told a story about um about his um he, he was like hooking up with this girl that he like really really liked at a New Year's party, and um <laughs> his his. The girl's cousin like walked in on them. Like, 
Yeah, I mean that's not as bad as it could be. <laughs> but, not as bad as it could be, but the thing that was horrible about it is like he never got that. He never got that number. So I, I, I've made it my ooh. my life mission to like track this girl down for him because it sounds like it was a total misconnection. Y'all need y'all need to get together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I definitely trust me. If you want me on, I, I'm I'm hetero and I definitely got some stories. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, I I was I was very seeking attention when in that department when i was younger because i was a fat nerd so i yeah, was very okay. I, I was desperate i was desperate as hell when i was younger so 100 yeah. I, I got some stories from that period but something else that there's something well on your podmet profile you talk about star seeds which i've had a star seed on the show and i've had a star seed coach on this show before who also is a star seed and Kind of curious to where you tie into star seeds or what you know about them. Um, I believe I am a star seed. I, you know, Ooh, there we go. I don't um, talk about it a whole lot. I just, it's just a belief that I have. And, and a star seed can be anyone. I don't think there's yeah. a special thing. I think there's a great many star seeds here um, currently. Um, a lot of Gen Zers are for sure star seeds. Um, uh, but, Basically, what a star seed is, it is someone that had been kind of sent here specifically for a reason. And that being um, to raise the vibration of the world around them. And, you know, a lot of times star seeds have a hard, hard life. They have a lot of like, they've dealt with a lot of like really difficult things in life, but that's only like because they, they chose that path, you know. Um, but it's because yeah, well of all this. I'm sorry. To some to some degree. To some degree. I get what you're saying to some degree. Also, the world sucks too. So <laughs> Oh yeah, that, that too. But I mean the world happens to us too. <laughs> I, oh yeah. But I mean, they also usually are prone from what I've been told to fibromyalgia, lupus, and other genetic disorders. And yeah. I mean, I my personal belief is because it, I think it's because their alien spirit is not matching with their human meat suit, basically. And that's why all the I have a lot of weird health stuff. Like I even get like horrible cystic acne, um, like, you know, just all kinds of weird health, health things happen. Um, I, I mean, think, I, I think my wife may be one, honestly, but what's that? I think my wife may be a star seed, honestly. I was, tell, I was talking to her about it a couple of days ago, but <laughs> a lot of star seeds don't know they're star seeds. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think I am because I don't show any like signs of being one, but I, you never know. I could be. I mean, I always felt like I didn't belong in this world, so. Yeah. Um, as far as, like, like where people, where a lot of them are come from, I, I'm not sure of, like, all that information. Um, I'm starting to realize, like, you can use astrology to, to kind of, like, identify which galaxy you come from. Um, yes. And I'm not 100% on mine yet, but I, I've, I have to look more into it and like, see like, okay, well, I, you know, there's certain degrees and stuff that in, if you look at a, at a star chart or a, um, astrology chart to look at, kind of pinpoint where you're, where you're coming from, you know, um, you can find out if someone's an alien. Um, it's, it's a very interesting art astrology is, but. Oh, it is. I, I had a whole episode about it a couple, like a month ago or so. I had a astrologist on my show and he gave me a full reading on the show and everything. It was a very interesting topic. But, yeah, and like it, it but it's funny because my everything my astrology chart, my astrological chart, like showed for me match up with my personality 100. So that uh -huh. was the crazy part. So they're accurate as hell. Like I truly believe they are. Like just it's a way. It's all the things I've been since I was born. So like it just made sense. I was like, wow, that's trippy. Astrology trippy. is. I think the reason why it's becoming so popular these days is because people are looking for an answer. People are looking for. Um, a roadmap to how the fuck do we survive this world? Oh, you're not on camera. You know? And I think a lot of people gravitate towards this stuff because like, you know, religion's not not the thing <laughs> for a lot of us. Um, so like, what else do we have? What other kind of like mode of identifying um, a life, how to, you know, it's just kind of like it's a roadmap. It's a roadmap to your to you as a as a person, as a spiritual being, and also just like where you gotta go in life. 
I mean, yeah, it makes it makes sense, and I truly believe they exist. I do because I mean, they're I've seen enough evidence of it that there's different people out there that don't belong in this world. Like, yeah. they're, they, they, not, not that they don't belong in this world, but they don't like they're not they, they're different. Like, I always thought I was the same way, but I'm also a very healthy individual usually, so I don't I can't take I can't take that route to explain it. So I don't know. I mean, it's possible. Anything's possible, and may I'll find out. I'm supposed to have a past life regression done at some point, so from a former guest. So we'll see. <laughs> and there was one other question on your profile that I had to bring up. And what is a sexual deviant? <laughs> um, well, sexual deviant um, basically used to be a, a medical term for someone who um, did was gay or... Um, you know, found themselves curious about weird sexual stuff that basically wasn't missionary position. Um, you know, um, so they throw these people into basically psych wards and, yeah. you know, torture them. So a sexual deviant originally was that. Um, I reclaim it because <laughs> I believe that words have power right and these days there's not a there's like not a very few people are not into something that's not you know a normal a quote-unquote normal type of sexuality you know there's there's pansexual bisexual people who just have a, a kink or a fetish um so there's all these people originally would have basically been in psych wards, you know, practically everybody in the world at one point in time. So yeah. the world's not as vanilla as it used to be. That's the way yeah. I like to put it. So my new definition of a sexual deviant is someone who is interested, engages in, or is curious about some kind of sexuality that isn't basically isn't heteronormative. <laughs> think about well, think about this too. That includes that includes heterosexuals because it, um, you know, a foot fetish for it. For exactly. Example. Exactly. Right. Um, something. I mean, you know, BD, like, BD, like, BDSM. There are BDSM. so many straight people into the BDSM like area. It's ridiculous. Like, And BDSM is probably, if you want to know about sex, if you want to learn about sex, you got to, those are the people you got to ask because they yeah. know. They know. They are so next level with their sexuality it's beautiful they're all about it, consent they're all about communication they're all about oh it's just so next level it's so next level i agree i mean i can't say i exactly fall in that field myself because i don't see how pink could be pleasure but that's just... like said taught by dominatrixes you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, I've role played it, but I never would actually. I, I ain't showing up in full leather in anybody's basement anytime soon. So, and that's the thing you don't have to. You know, anybody yeah. can be sexual deviant. Anyone can just have fun sexually. Oh, and I agree with that 100%. I am a deviant, and I'll gladly accept that role. But <laughs> I have some dozen goddamn preteen. So, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> you have a child, you know. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I know. But. Can I ask you how? I mean, this this might this might be a little strange question coming from me who just met, but how do Even you plan on asking or like teaching your kids about sex? Like, you know, because that conversation doesn't go easily with anybody, really. But well, like, do you have a plan well, for that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, my parents kind of sucked at it. Yeah. Like my dad, my dad basically said, "Like, oh, you probably learned more. You probably learned more from the internet than I than I know already. So, I'm not worried about you." And that's the which thing. was, it was true. It was sadly true. But I mean, still, I mean, I, I honestly don't yeah, know how. The other side of that coin. The other side of that coin is yes, we can we can learn about all this stuff from the internet, sure, but we can also learn a lot of bullshit from the internet too. You know, think about people who like only watch porn and think that that's how you have sex. It's like, yeah. no, it's not, <laughs> that's, that's performing, that's acting, <laughs> you know? It is. And I mean, I've had 
it's funny. I used to have counselors tell me that in school when I was younger, like that I had a porn that I had a porn obsession. But I'm like, no, I just get bored and it's interesting. I just like porn. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I, I can like whatever art I want to like, but yeah. exactly. But well, I mean, it's just my, with my life. I'm just I like porn. <laughs> but I mean, as far as the kids go, I don't. I mean, they're five and eight, so like we're still a little ways away from worrying about that. Yeah. I mean, at least, with the, at least with the younger one, but. I mean, the older one, yeah, he's going to need something sooner than later, probably in the next three to four years at yeah. latest. But, but I mean, they, they've been told some stuff that's not, like, detailed. or And they've been told the basic stuff that kids are told, like, just to cover shit. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, eventually, you just have to be honest with them and just have, I handle the boy, my wife handles the girl. That's how it will be. Because yeah. that's, that's, that's the only way my wife would ever let it happen. But... I don't think she even wants me talking to the boy about it because I'm just that kind of guy. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean, it, we'll handle it the way we handle it. It's just, I mean, it's just going to be basic talk. You just sit them down and be calm about it and just make sure they know if they have questions. Come ask. Don't be embarrassed. Yeah. I think openness is key, um, especially like early on because, like, you know, I don't think there should be shame surrounding insects. I don't think it should be a scary thing. I think it should just be like, hey, like, <laughs> I walked in on my mom when I was very young having sex. So like it, I think it was that kind of like, and then she was very kind of like, you know, Oh God about it the whole time. And I think that instills fear and instills shame. It's like, oops, you weren't supposed to see that, but here's what happened. Oh, trust me. We, we woke up, we were having some morning delight one morning and all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden in the middle, I hear my son say, what are you two doing? <laughs> so yeah i mean trust me i mean how did you react grabbed a blanket first but um well, two <laughs> two played it off as oh we were just uh i was hugging mommy <laughs> like i mean and they, they were this was a few years ago so like it worked but yeah yeah i mean it's, it's just the way it is i mean it's going to happen. It's happened more than once, but especially because the locks of my new house that I live in now, they don't lock appropriately a lot of times. So yeah. it, it could be interesting. Like my daughter just burst in here during the beginning of our show <laughs> because my I thought I locked the door, but apparently it didn't work. So, I mean, it's just uh, it's the way it goes and it's whatever. I mean, it, it, it happens. Like, it's life. You take it a day at a time and hope you survive. <laughs> That's basically the way I see it. But, and I mean, it'll, 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 it'll all happen in time and it'll be easy. I think like saying, you know, they're, they're still young. They don't need to know all that just, just yet. I think daddy hugging mommy was totally fine in that respect. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like I, I just being open, be like, yeah, we're having sex. <laughs> um, I think like keeping it out of the shadows of, of, of that is like a really important thing, especially for like young people. But you also don't want them to go to like school and repeat things. True. And help them. So True. that's the thing, like, because that's how you get your kids taken away from you. <laughs> True. I mean, that's just the way it is. But yeah, I'm. So I don't know, but it, it well, in a couple of years he'll be ready, and then a few. Couple years later, she'll be ready. So it's yeah. We'll talk. To, we'll talk to them and do our parental duties as best we can. And hopefully, and the, the, the other part is is like the other one might talk to the other one before. <laughs> oh, I mean, see, one of them. Would, one, you kind of teach them both. <laughs> well, see, I am an older brother to my brother, and we're we're the only two kids in our in our immediate family. So. Yeah, I learned things, and then I tried to talk to him about it, and he basically would be like, "I don't want, no, I don't want to hear you talk about that stuff." No, like, and I'd be like, "All right, whatever," and I'd leave, I'd leave him alone. Like, and <laughs> so I always, I always grew up thinking he was repressed as hell, but, but that's just me. Like, I, I was the one that was in my room, and like, I got caught doing things as a teenager more than I ever should have. But <laughs> whatever, like, my mom, my mom. My mom, my, my, my mom, my mom, my mom, my mom would yell at me constantly, like, "Why, why do you always have to do it? Like, why are you always doing that?" Like, I'm like, "Cause I want to, and it feels good." Okay, <laughs> like that's all. I, that's all I need to say. Yeah, that's it. But I mean, it's just, uh, it was, 
we could definitely talk about that more in your show sometime because sure. my worst. <laughs> my, I mean, I mean, I'm not. I've had a porn star on my show before because he believes in um, basically sex with ghost. I forget what he called it. This but... is a huge thing these days. This is a huge thing these days, and I don't know where it came from. There's this woman on on, on Instagram that I follow called Patty Negri. Negri, I think her name is Negri. Um, but um, she's a she's a psychic medium, and she talks goes on talk shows, and she talks about how ghosts have sex with us, like, and we don't even know it. It's like what? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I mean. Uh, and it was I just looked it up on my on my uh, episodes, but it's called spectrophilia. Spectrophilia, yeah, yeah. And like, and yeah, I mean, um, well, I mean, sometimes my wife, my house has spirits. The couple that built the house still live here, but and it's weird because sometimes my wife would be down in the basement with me getting laundry or like you know taking care of the dogs, and like she'll feel like it feels like someone's rubbing her hair and like she'll, or like someone's rubbing her shoulder and like I'm on the oh. other side of the room, so. Um, I have, I have one last paranormal story for you, actually. Good way to end it out. Let's do it. Way to end it out. Yeah, I know. I, I could talk about all the other stuff all day long, but, but I have one Same. last story for you. So I, I totally forgot about this. I don't know why I haven't told the story yet. Um, when I was like, maybe like 13 or 14, like I, I felt a presence in, in my, in my, uh, in my parents' place. And I called him Fred. I always felt him just like in 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 the room whenever he was there. Sometimes he would appear as a shadow. Sometimes he wouldn't. Um, I felt him. I knew he was there. At this point, I already knew. Like I, I had, I had a sixth sense of some of sorts. So I was like, "Cool, this doesn't bother me. Whatever." Um, I had never touched Fred. I had never had a physical interaction with Fred. Yeah, and um. He's always just kind of like been a, a presence there. So one night, I'm in my room. I very, I I, I love my my bedroom because I had a balcony, which was great. Um, I had um, a lock on my door, which was also great for a teenager. <laughs> I oh, think yeah. like 14 or 15 at, the, at this point. Um, or like, you know, maybe a little younger than that. Maybe I was like 13. Um, but like had the lock on the door, you know, I sleep with the lock on the door. Um, my wind, my balcony window was closed. And one night I was asleep and I was like, I felt someone rubbing my head. And I like, didn't realize it at first that, but like, I felt this, this thing rubbing my head and, um, I woke up and I'm like, I still felt it. And I was like, I jumped up and I looked behind me. There was nothing there. There was nothing there. Someone was caressing my head. And it freaked me out. I was like, <laughs> if that was Fred, it got a little weird after that. I was like, I, I don't think that was okay, Fred. <laughs> you shouldn't be touching me in the middle of the night. But I also like it it crossed my mind that it could have been like my parents, but my door was locked. Or, like my mom like wishing me good night, but like I my door was locked. It was the weirdest thing in, in the world. I'd never been touched by something. Yeah. It was so I, fucking weird. I can't imagine. I mean, it's never happened to me, so I can't imagine like I felt the presence of them around me. I've had one speak in my ear during an investigation at my house, but I, ne I never actually have like felt like that I've been touched by one, which I guess that's a good thing to some degree, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's something I would, I mean, I want to, I would like, I wouldn't mind experiencing it once just to see like how it feels compared to just being around them. But it just felt like someone was rubbing my head and like I was asleep. So like it was like, I, at first I was asleep. And I, I, I felt it as if they were like trying to wake me up almost, you know? Yeah. And I, I just felt it. And I like, like opened my eyes and I still felt it. And I was like, wait a second. And I just like looked up. There's nobody there. It was the weirdest thing. It was so weird. But yeah, yeah. There, there's, I mean, that's all my paranormal, paranormal stories. <laughs> 
I, I'm glad that I could make you relate enough to remember a fourth one. So 100. percent Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you triggered that memory. Yeah, my wife says I do that a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> but before we wrap up, why don't you once again tell me your podcast names and tell them where they can find you and your shows? Um, well, mainly just look at I have a website, DemetriWild.com, D-E-M-I-T-R-I-W-Y-L-D-E.com. You can find all my information there. Um, Instagram, Demetri Wild, Twitter, Demetri Wild. Uh, TikTok. I, I talk a lot about paranormal stuff on TikTok. Um, so I have been doing a lot of like haunting stories. So I live in LA. So I'm doing like a like a haunted Los Angeles thing on TikTok right now. Um, so you can find all that there. And then my podcast, Hookup Horror Stories. That's the one that's that's currently being worked on. Um, the other two, you can always like stream old episodes. That's always a good time. A Cosmic Journey or Tarot Love Doctors. Um, you can find both on anywhere you get podcasts and uh, on YouTube. All right. Well, I definitely advise my listeners to go take a look if that's something that tickles your fancy because I know I'm going to be taking, checking it out. I don't listen to podcasts anywhere near as much as I used to because I now work from home and there's I have a TV while I listen to podcasts. I mean, that's just my personal feeling. But <laughs> I do listen to them occasionally when I, when I go out in the field. But Yeah, yeah. So I will try to listen to some of them because then I hopefully will be on one of them at least. So we'll see. Yeah, for sure. But, we'll, we'll set it up. We'll have you on soon. All right, cool. And as all my listeners know, you can find me on Facebook as Paranormal New Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcast with a S Facebook group. You can find us, you can find me on Twitter and the gram as at Juggalo Bastard. You could find us on TikTok as at Juggalo Bastard Podcast. And you could find us on YouTube as Paranormal The New Normal. All the videos, all, all my interview videos are on, are on YouTube already. So they get uploaded the day the episode releases. So I, I had to laugh when you followed me on Instagram as Juggalo Bastard. I said, what? <laughs> that, that comes from a podcast I was originally on called Bracket Bastards. That was my initial <laughs> tag, tag in that group. And that's where it came from when I first signed up for Twitter and Instagram because I hate social media and I only like, I only, I mainly only use the other one besides Facebook for podcasting stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but so that's just what I came up with. And I didn't, I can't, I haven't thought of something clever to change it to, but now it's becoming like a brand. So I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Keep it. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm 100% fine with it. I love, I love uh, everybody knowing I'm a juggalo. I'm down for that. Yeah. So, and I am a bastard at times. So I'm good for that. <laughs> but, <laughs> once again I'll, i will thank demi for coming on because it's been an amazing show i can't wait for this to release and we will definitely be talking again at some point i'm sure either on his show or my show again i'm sure we'll be talking again so yeah thank you thank you, thank you for coming on and i will cast my listeners next time in about half a week yeah thank you for having me. Bye.